0: Welcome to Elan Restoration Fellowship, where Jesus is King, Hamelik, Lord, Hashem, and Messiah, Mashiach. And now, Pastor and Rabbi, Billy Elias.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of our Shabbat devotional. Um, Today is going to be a little different, and I'm not sure how long it's going to run, but we're going to kind of have a little bit of a history lesson um, because, I mean, you guys know, uh, those who've been listening know that um, we talk a lot about King James um, and obviously the King James version of the Bible. We talk a lot about the Council of um, Hampton Court, which was the where he, where King James brought together the heads of the Catholic Church, um, heads of the Church of England, and the heads of the Puritan Church. Movement within England to come up with a translation that they would all agree upon, Um, and you know we know that there's a lot of errors. We know that King James was not um, what I guess many would consider to be a righteous king as far as religion goes. Um, You know he was a um, a sodomite. He very much did not like women. Um, So I guess today's term is the misogynist. And he wanted to elevate himself to a status that people would not forget him. And I think a lot of it had to do with his grandfather or his great-grandfather, or would it be his grandfather, which was King Henry VIII. But I have a very special guest with me. And... Our studio today she is a student of Henry VIII she is a student of Mary Queen of Scots she has done her own podcast on the subject Um, she has studied she has written papers she has done all the things that you would want to do and so I just want to introduce you to my daughter Caroline She's going to be with us today as we discuss King James and the background behind why he became the person that he became. So, my peanut, welcome.
0: Thank you. I feel welcome.
1: You feel welcome? Well, that's yes. good. I hope so.
0: <laughs> You're my
1: peanut. So, peanut, let's, let's, because you know more about this than anybody I know, anyway. Certainly more than me. Um... Let's just kind of go through King James himself. But I know, was I right when I said his grandfather was Henry VIII?
0: Okay, so um, Mary hit, yeah, or I think it was her uncle. Because her mother was, um, I think it was Margaret Tudor, which is the sister to Henry VIII.
1: Right, okay. Okay, so it was her uncle. Okay, so, but there is the relationship there between Henry VIII and, of course, everything that goes on. So, let's talk about, let's go back to the beginning. Henry VIII breaks away from the Catholic Church because, if I'm not mistaken, his wife at the time couldn't bear male heirs,
0: yeah, so he he broke away from the Catholic Church because he wanted to divorce um, Catherine of Aragon so that he could ha- so he could marry Anne Boleyn. And at the time, of course, he couldn't get papal dispensation because uh, it was a true marriage in God's eyes, according to the Pope. Because well, she was also Spanish. The Spanish yeah. were very right. very loved, and she had a lot of good cousins and strong allies. That if the Pope were. To give the dispensation, it would cause actually a lot of issues within Spain and the Catholic Church.
1: Right? Did you hear that? I love the language. You're so you're so like educated. You're so learned. Right. And I was gonna say, so Catherine of Aragon was is Spanish, Mm -hmm. and I mean between the Spanish and Italians, when it comes to Catholicism, that was like a lock.
0: Oh yeah, there was. She was like a devout Catholic. I mean, she spent like three days and like three times a day just to pray. She was very devout and very like serious about her religion. So to her, divorce was on like it was unthinkable that that could happen. And she even till I mean, even after they got divorced, she still refused to believe it. She still called herself a queen.
1: Oh, see, and so um, and I know that like so and and this, obviously during that time, the, de- the there was such a dedication to Catholicism. If the Pope said we're going to wage war, literally oh, everyone, go to war. Yeah.
0: yeah, everyone would raise their arms to right.
1: do it. Yep. The Catholic nations would definitely. Yeah. So England was really, with what Henry VIII had done, he really put them in danger.
0: Oh, yeah. Again, he would have allies issues. But the French were also very Protestant as well. So him having a, a French alliance was really important to him, which is why he wanted to marry... Um, his children, actually, to the French prince.
1: Ah, so see that now, and I know you're like, okay, so this is very important stuff because if you understand history, the English and the French never got along. No, they were always at war.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then we talk about Catherine de Medici, who was the wife
0: of, of Henry
1: King Henry. In France, yeah. she was a staunch Catholic. Oh, yeah. Coming from the de' Medici's because I don't remember at that time, but the Medici family.
0: Very rich, very powerful. They had a lot of hold everywhere. I mean, if you, you turn your back on Medici, you're done.
1: Right. And it was like the Medici or the Medici, however you want to say it, they supported popes they got popes elected
0: yeah no yeah they had so much power that you yeah they were ridiculous
1: right so you know it's so funny that so we go on in the early catholic church mm-hmm. and we see the politics behind that that the medici family or the medici family because that's what they say on netflix if you want to watch yeah, it okay so the medici, yeah, right? yeah 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 the medici family whatever <laughs> but um they were so, and and if I'm not mistaken, they actually did have someone from their bloodline eventually put into the papal see.
0: Oh, that I don't know about, but they might have for sure.
1: But we know, like, so we know that when we're looking at this, that Catholicism had a massive hold. Yeah. On yeah. on most of Europe.
0: I mean, it determined everyone's lives. I mean, you couldn't even do certain things. With like, husband and wives couldn't even do certain things without the pope's permission. I mean, it was really serious. Catholicism, like you really could not turn your back on
1: it. Yeah, and so Henry decides he wants to marry Anne Boleyn.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, so I mean, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of buildup before we get to King James and why the inter. You know, and it's important because people often will uh, they want to know. Like, uh, you know, people want to know why was the King James version of the Bible so, you know, we know now so incorrect and there were so many mistakes and we're starting to start to see, you know, why. And so let's talk now about Anne Boleyn. Like you said, one of the Boleyn sisters, um, they were noble.
0: Yeah, they were noble.
1: Um, Anne was at court and caught Henry's eye. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when... Let's talk about, so Catherine of Aragorn is now out of the picture. Let's let's enter Anne Boleyn.
0: Okay, so Anne Boleyn was actually a lady waiting for Catherine of Aragorn for many years before she even caught Henry's eye because he had a relationship with her sister, Mary um, Boleyn. Right. Yeah, and it was suspected that they had children together, but there's actually no proof of it. We, we don't know because she was married. So Anne Boleyn comes to the picture. Henry falls in love with her. And she was very Protestant, um, and she grew up in the French court, too. She was educated there under many Protestant queens. So her coming to England, she was very ambitious, to say the least. So when Henry started to, like, notice her and go to her, she was like, this is my chance. So they, they were courting for a couple of years, and then... Um, Henry finally sent dispensation to the Pope, hoping to divorce Catherine. It was turned down. He tried it again. It was turned down. So then he executed his Cardinal, uh, Cardinal Luzzi, because he was angry at him because he kept getting turned down. And then he eventually married Anne. And then they went on to have um, Elizabeth Tudor, who would
1: right. change everything. Everything. And, and so hope you caught that. Henry became so aggravated and angry that he had his cardinal beheaded.
0: He has, he beheaded so many right. people just because he was mad at them. That would be the only reason, only because something didn't go his way and he said, it's your fault.
1: Right, and I think that that's, again, now we're starting to build on a platform of rage.
0: Yeah, he, he was actually known for his rage because, you know, he was young and he was arrogant and... He was better than his brother, Arthur, which in all accounts that we have left, we know that he was the golden child. He was the favorite of everyone. So you start with this level of arrogance that grows into rage, especially when he gets shown up by women. That was his bigger problem. Because when he went to Calais to take Calais, he left Catherine in charge and Catherine uh, defeated the Scots and also killed uh the Scottish king while they were there so she overshowed him over his victory at Calais, which caused a lot of issues in their marriage to begin with
1: right and so you know one of the big things that we we know about because God gives us a very good insight in Torah especially when we be given Genesis the story of Abraham Isaac and Jacob you can see the generational sin and the generational curses that are all three would follow the same thing, the, the, the lying about who their wives were and then the giving of the wives, you know, to, to um, Pharaoh, to other kings. And they had all done the same thing and they all struggle with the same sins. So this is important for understanding King James. Because, like you said, he didn't like to be shown up by women.
0: Yeah. Now,
1: you mentioned on something else. During this battle, um, he, Catherine of Aragorn's forces killed the Scottish king. Mary Tudor's father. Which is the father of Mary Queen of Scots. Or Mary Queen of Scots, yeah. Mary Tudor, right. But, so, let's understand that Catherine of Aragorn being catholic the realm still being considered catholic (laughs) had no problem with killing the brother-in-law of the king
0: yeah oh well because they were they had trouble with scotland scotland's always been known as just kind of weak and not as strong as england and it's kind of just had to rely on other people for certain things so her killing the brother-in-law, it's definitely a big deal, I'm sure. Family means a lot to people back then. So, yeah.
1: And so now we have a king that is enraged. <laughs> we have a king that um, very, um, he was in, uh, a lot of infidelity.
0: Yeah, a lot of infidelity.
1: Um, and which is, you know, that's really when you're dealing with a Catholic bride like Catherine of Aragorn from Spain, who was in uh, an empire and they, the, and the Pope had a big hold in, in Spain. And then you're being, you're, you're committing adultery on a constant basis to the point now you're like, I don't want you anymore. Mm -hmm. You can't give me my male son. So we're talking about a character in Henry And we're starting to develop and see the characteristics in King James. And you could start to see why King James did certain things in the writing of the King James version of the Bible. But we need to still go back. And now we're starting to see the whys. Yeah. So, um, I mean, so we know that the outcome of Anne Boleyn was not good.
0: Yeah, so she was beheaded by Henry. She was accused of sleeping with three men, one of them being her brother, and also witchcraft.
1: Right, and the reason she was accused of sleeping with her brother was because she was trying to get a male heir.
0: Yeah, she she suffered a lot of miscarriages during their marriage, but she was pregnant four times in a five-year marriage, which is a lot. Especially after having a child and getting pregnant soon after. So... She was under a lot of stress and under a lot of pressure to have a male heir that she couldn't give him.
1: Right, and so I mean, so again, we're we're getting more insight into Henry's character. For him, yes, he he liked the ladies. Um, he used the ladies. He really was never in love with the, these these women.
0: Well, I mean, I think he was in love with his wives. I think he was in love with Anne, in love with Catherine at the beginning. Definitely in love with Jane. But the, his mistresses, he, he really wasn't. They were just... Right. Yeah, fun.
1: Maybe we're talking about Jane Seymour?
0: Jane Seymour, yeah, his third wife.
1: His third wife.
0: So we're going to... you know, So we know that...
1: Okay, so the big thing with Henry was the male heir. Yeah. Because the Tudor claimed to the throne had to continue. He was
0: obsessed with the male heir.
1: Okay. So... Let's talk about Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth's mother
0: Liz Anne Boleyn.
1: Okay. Yeah. After Anne Boleyn was killed, what happened with Elizabeth?
0: So Elizabeth was actually sent away because she was no longer considered uh, legitimate. So she was sent away. She lived in a bunch of manners most of her life, just skipping around. Um, she actually had a really rough childhood. She was almost like in foster care. So she actually went to Jane Seymour's brother, Thomas Seymour, where he actually molested her and raped her for a good part of her, um, for a good couple of years. And then all of a sudden, her sister takes the throne, and then there's all this problems that she has to deal with with her Protestantism, but also the rising Catholic movement in England. Okay, so.
1: Now, one of the things I just want to go back. King, king um, Henry VIII declares and creates the Church of England. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the Church of England, Protestant, is now ruling and is the governing religious yeah. body.
0: So the monarch is the head of the church.
1: Right. So they don't have the Pope, they have a monarch. Yeah. And he is politically appointed mm-hmm. by the king. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, the king is the head of the church. He is everything.
1: Okay, so that's good Good clarity. So the head of the Protestant church at this moment is King Henry. Yes. So now we're going to start to see... A lot of things change. A yeah. lot of the departure. And, you know, it's important that we understand that we have a guy <laughs> who's an <laughs> adulteress... He's a murderer. Yeah. He's a misogynist. He is just—he's everything. He's everything under the sun, and he is that of the church. Is the head of the church he of England is supposed
0: to be that holy figure everyone looks up to?
1: Now, was Anne Boleyn ever legitimized as a queen?
0: Actually, there's a lot of arguments about that. I would say, yeah, she was because they were married, but um, a lot of people do say she wasn't.
1: Well, that's what I, that's what I have heard as well. And I, and I know, you know, this has everything to do with Mary, Queen of Scots, who really becomes the most influential personality and the most influential Mm -hmm. um, monarch in this whole story, because her son is King James, the sixth of Scotland, King James, the first the king of England, and, uh, the monarch of the Church of England.
0: I death, like, really affects theology today.
1: Yeah, it does, right? Because that was that was it. That moment when Henry had had her executed, everything was put into play for who King James really was going to end up being. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Peanut, this is awesome. You know, this is only going to be part one. Um, I I, I am very grateful that um, you are here with me. We are going to continue. So you got to stay tuned because this is a great thing about the history of King James, the history of the King James Bible and how it has affected theology today. So as always, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you shalom peace. In the precious name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus our Messiah, we pray. Amen.
0: You've been listening to Pastor Billy Elias. Pastor Billy is the founder and pastor of Elon Restoration Fellowship in Toms River, New Jersey. Join us again as Pastor Billy bridges the gap between the old and new covenants. And as always, may the Lord bless you with peace.